0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of I Love You But. I am in Vancouver. Jenny's in Manchester. We have severe connection issues, but we are going to do this come hell or high water. Welcome to the show.
1: Welcome back to another
0: episode of I love you, but stop talking over me.
1: I'm not talking over you. There must be a delay. I keep thinking that you're talking over me. So there must be a delay. How annoying.
0: Well, I'll tell you what we need to do is leave a gap. When we we finish talking, right, we need to say over.
1: (laughs) And then (laughs) I can chop it out and edit it in.
0: (laughs) I love it. It feels like we're in 1993 (laughs) and we're on Skype. Attempting to, to do a podcast in this day and age, this is this is tricky.
1: I don't think Skype was invented in 1993, but I tell you what almost was, and that was MSN Messenger, which was the first form of contact that you and I were able to have over when you went to Thailand. Do you remember? And I It do. must have been 2007 or something, and it was so basic. I mean, I couldn't even see your face. Like, I totally forgot what you looked like for seven weeks.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it was longer than that. It was 12 weeks. And uh, yeah, we were completely different people when we saw each other after that. Because, you know, there was there was no way of seeing each other in the flesh like there is now with everything. So it was... Uh, do you remember that? When I came back, it was like we had to do this, do this getting to know each other again thing, like introducing each other to... Whoever we were 12 weeks after the time we'd seen each other, that was the most bizarre thing. And I'm not going to lie to you, it's still hard, isn't it, when we're away? I think we do so well <laughs> together when, when we're not... But it is hard. It's really hard. We're in different time zones, different well, continents, and uh, different stuff going on in our heads.
1: And we've wanted to... We've really, really tried so hard to get this recorded... And for various different reasons, um, including Chris being on set and technical issues and um, various states of mind as well. Just our mental health in terms of things. We've just not been able to get it done as quickly as we wanted to. So here we are. It's Saturday. We have finally got round to it. We're having a bit of a chat and catching up with each other. And I think we are doing brilliantly. And I'd like to say thank you, Christopher. I love you.
0: Aw, I love you too. So, for anyone listening to this right now, we, as you know, in the past, have been honest with you about where we are, uh, whether we've had an argument or whether we've had a funny thing happen, and we share those stories with you, and we like doing that. I think that, that makes you feel connected to us, and uh, we feel connected to you, and yeah, this week has been absolutely stolen away by imposter syndrome hasn't it you're still there oh you've gone (laughs) oh
1: Oh my god was i just
0: talking to myself then
1: yep i disappeared apparently my internet disconnected when when has that ever happened in our house it's like see this is
0: sod's law at its very best
1: Oh, guys, bear with us. But anyway, what were you saying, Chris?
0: So I was saying that this week has been pretty much stolen away from Jen and I by imposter syndrome. So I'd quite like to talk about imposter syndrome today because being so far away from each other and being in different social situations, professional situations, Jen's carrying the whole load of work that has to be done in the running of a family and a house and her job and, and the podcast and everything. And my head has been completely filled with this character I'm trying to create before I properly start work. And all it takes is for that little fella in your head that goes, You can't do this. Who are you? Who are you? Uh who are you to even consider the fact that you could do this? You can achieve this. And hasn't it been hard, babe?
1: Oh, You know what, I know normally our podcast is very kind of, I know we're fairly honest and we're fairly upbeat, but this, it has been really hard this week and I think it's just, it's testimony to the fact that we've not actually been apart properly for four years. This used to be our norm. Obviously we weren't trying to record a podcast at the same time, but this used to be our norm where we just coped, we just coped. I was working here, you were working in America. And now it's just become, it's just a bit of a shock to the system. I think we both thought, we've done this before, it'll be easy. And uh, you know, we're missing each other so much, but not just in a physical sense and an emotional sense, but in an actual kind of our connection. So, So sometimes like Chris will interpret things that I do or say in a different way and vice versa. And our expectations of each other have been completely unrealistic given our situations. And that has been really stressful for us both. And then like, I think we've settled into being apart again, finally. But it's it's tricky for Chris because he's yeah. on his own.
0: Yeah, there's a, there's there's most definitely a process that you've got to go through where you're, like you say, when you're missing someone, Like imagine two lines going towards each other and then one line just completely misses the other line. We've been like that all week. Attempt and our intentions are good. Our intentions are good. We we want to be able to connect, but when you can't connect because it's ten o'clock at night where you are, and it's 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 two in the afternoon where I am, and you might have exercised and eaten well that day, and and I haven't exercised, and my head's full with the script and all these kind of things, and then you're attempting attempting to be the husband and father and everything that you really, really desperately want to maintain, but you have to just stop and go, hang on, the situation is different. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the I'm, I'm, I am on my own here. And mm-hmm. even though Vancouver is the most beautiful place, if you haven't been to Vancouver, please go to Vancouver listeners. Uh, uh, it's it's wonderful and I'm very, very grateful to be here. Oh, it's However, so beautiful, isn't it? I'm spending an awful lot of time in my own head with this character, with uh, attempting to still be connected with you and with Freddie. And uh, yeah, so navigating that this week has been the main kind of focus of this week.
1: And what I think is really interesting is that if you think about it, you call me when you're in a place where you feel like, right, I'm up, um, I've I've gone through my lines, I'm ready to speak now, la la la. I call you when I've got tea done, when I've done the shopping, when I've, I've, I've finished doing what I need to do, and I'm in a good place. But you're not always going to catch that other person in the right headspace. And what happens, we've realised, between each other, is that if our expectations of each other are unrealistic, because particularly, I think, Chris, because of the time differences... So Chris is eight hours behind me. So if he calls me at like midday and it's 8 p.m. and I'm like, oh, I'm chilling and doing this. And he's like halfway through his day, like absolutely bossing it. That's completely different energies. And equally, if I call him at you know, 4 p.m., it's 8 a.m. in the morning and he's waking up, he's trying to make his coffee, he's completely disorientated, he's full of morning anxiety. Oh, gosh. Um, these situational issues create so much tension.
0: So we, this week, uh, had quite a frank discussion about whether to share that aspect of our relationship and I think it's very important going along the lines of a couple of episodes ago when we were talking about fake it till you make it or being authentic is that to hear how rocky things are sometimes is one of the reasons why we can maintain this quote-unquote successful relationship actually just to the bare bones, this is this is us. This is what you've got. We have a fantastic relationship in in terms of, you know, we, we see the best in life. We see the best in each other. We seize the day as much as we can. We are optimistic and we're full of energy and all these wonderful things. Yet, sometimes we fall in the ditch. And we when do. we fall in the ditch, I think it's quite important to hear that side of us as well. Uh, Now, I was talking about imposter syndrome and anxiety, which is, I think...
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, let's bring it back to that, actually. You
0: have to let those feelings out. Jen and I were on FaceTime just before we started recording this, and I could see, I could see her, I I, I could see in her face that the, the tears are on a level. They're literally on her chest, they're in her throat, that pressure... And I said, let it out, let it go, let it go in Mm -hmm. whatever form it is, shout, scream, sing, cry, do something to get that out. Because if those feelings and I think it's it's very, very particular to being a British person as well, because lots of British people, you know, we're very much kind of just don't worry, don't worry about it. Uh, sweep it under the carpet, all these things. Well, I can speak from experience that if you sweep stuff under the carpet continuously for too many years, that carpet's getting pretty dirty and you've <laughs> got to lift it up. And when I went on my pilgrimage this year, which which I keep banging on about, but it was one of those seminal moments in, in my midlife crisis that I had to go and face all these things that made me extremely uncomfortable and very, very sad uh, but I look back at it now and I feel like I've been through a car crash of emotions this year and have put you through that as well. But of course, you're riding this train with me. And, of course. and so you felt it as well. Um, I look back on that and I go, I'm really grateful that I actually took that time to cry. It took that time to go, ah! And yeah. I think we have to continuously keep doing that at the moment. But
1: you're correct when you say there is this huge imposter syndrome in so many people i know it's very trendy to say it at the moment but apparently most people you know who aren't psychopaths <laughs> um experience imposter syndrome in what you know? imposter um and uh, imposter <laughs> imposter syndrome
0: <laughs> oh the irony of that jenny
1: <laughs> and it's funny because i do have a career but i i had a very successful career um before we moved to America and I think that you know once we got to America there was this feeling that I was just going to take my time and build my career out there just like I had in the UK and of course you can't just step into that world where people have been working in their teams and their wedding environments for years and years and years just like I was here and just expect people to start hiring you so it took me a while and then of course the pandemic hit so there was like a year and a half of just a it was just a massive excuse to ignore it and go well there's nothing I can do anyway and then by the time I got back to singing and actually did a few gigs after the pandemic in America we then came home and then I was like Oh my God, now I've got to come back home and try and resurrect everything that I was doing before I left. And okay, we've been back like three months and so far I've got a couple of gigs booked in. I mean, that's an achievement, but that imposter's going to me. Well, oh my God, well, you know, you, you haven't got as many gigs as you did when you know you, you were here before and oh, well, everybody's probably forgotten about you. And it's just so frustrating because a big part of me knows that isn't true. And I know I'm just as talented as when I left. I know I'm just as capable as when I left, but because I'm here on my own looking after my son and Chris is away and I don't have that excuse anymore, I'm kind of like, what am I doing? And that imposter syndrome has crept in again. And the only person that has to believe in me and the only person that has to believe in you is yourself. We're the only people that get in our own way.
0: 100%.
1: No one else cares.
0: No one else cares. We live in a culture right now where due to the overwhelming amount of social media content uh, that we are, we fall into the trap of comparing. Now, we do an awful lot of comparing. No no matter who you are, you're looking at someone else's life or adventures or uh, experiences and that imposter kicks in and he goes, ah. You're not doing that. Why aren't you doing that? There should be more to you all the time. There should be more. And you're like, why?
1: I'm bloody great. Uh, I don't don't want to feel like this, but you do. You always say this, and I totally agree with you, that that life happens in phases. And this is a new phase. Again, we had the phase where we met... We had the phase where we got married we had the phase where we tried to get pregnant this is another phase which i think it's very interesting that we've decided to um diarize in a way we've decided to document because i don't think we would have done this at a different stage in our life i think the reason that we've done the podcast is exactly this because For the first time in my life, probably in the last year, I have reached the ultimate don't give a shit in terms of my appearance. Like, I am finally at the point where I'm like, genuinely, I think I look great for my age. I'm happy with what I've got. I'm making the most of it, I keep fit.
0: Just full acceptance.
1: Yeah, full acceptance. But what I'm saying is that as I've gained that confidence in my appearance and who I am and being settled, very settled in the age that I am, I've now decided to worry about something else. I've had a child, I've I've got the most wonderful husband, I'm not bothered about my appearance. I mean, of course I'm bothered about my appearance, but, you know, I'm not worried about my appearance. It doesn't
0: define you. Yeah,
1: exactly. So now I've gone, well, hang on a minute. I'm not achieving. I'm not achieving enough now. If I'm not doing enough with my life or my career. And it's just, it's ludicrous. But that imposter syndrome is always there. And, it, and it's, it's really detrimental. So you can
0: feel like you have uh, accepted that part of you which has been a lifelong struggle with you and your your weight and your appearance and all these kind of things. So mm-hmm. you get to the point in your life, 46, mm-hmm. and you say, do you know what? I'm going to choose this year to be acceptant of that now, which is such a great kind of milestone in, in one's life that you go, do you know what? I love myself as I am, and this is wonderful. And then bloody imposter kicks in yeah. and goes... Ah, but what about this part of your life?
1: But I never had to worry about it before because I was always busy and I was always working. So now my life is a bit like, well, you know, I've got the odd gig here and there. My imposter is going, what what, what will people think now? Yeah. You know, Chris is still really successful doing what he does, but what are you doing? That's
0: interesting that you say that I am successful, right? and this goes back to another thing which is you know quite widely spoken <laughs> about which is how do you measure success right the one person who doesn't think he's successful is me mm-hmm. i i am my my imposter is going what on earth have you done to get this part what have you do, what have you done to deserve where you are doing all this and i'm literally through talking to you and our listeners on this episode I am actively going to make a choice now to not feel like that anymore. I watched a movie last night, Jen, which I think I would like you to watch. I think everyone should see it if you haven't seen it already. So let's start the jingle. This is something current. Enjoy. You just talk about old things. Well, you just talk about new stuff. Let's not talk about nerds. Let's talk something so, I watched this movie, right? I Let me set the scene. It's Friday night. I've got myself a little cheeky steak from this place <laughs> around the corner. Lovely, <laughs> lovely jubbly. Uh, I had some ch- I had some chips and I made a little salad and I sat down in my apartment and I was like, do you know what I never do anymore? What I never do is because there's so many things to watch in terms of series and so things like that. So many
1: things. I
0: don't watch movies anymore. I haven't I haven't watched a movie in so long that I went I'm going to watch a movie and see whatever Netflix comes up with mm-hmm. stumbled across this movie called Don't Look Up and Ooh, I don't I've know whether you've seen that. it I've heard
1: of it I've heard of it
0: Absolutely brilliant I mean it's a stellar cast it's all the big hitters uh, you know, Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio and, uh, and uh, Kate Blanchett. And, you know, it's just phenomenal. But the basic premise is these scientists, proper scientists, have discovered that there's a meteor that is 10 kilometres wide, which is coming towards Earth, and they have six months to try and do something about it.
1: What they need to do is to send Bruce Willis up in a spaceship, and he can go and do the old uh, blowing himself up <laughs> on the... Uh... On the asteroid, yeah? <laughs> exactly.
0: See, I'm I'm watching this thinking, oh no, it's not going to go this kind of like movie kind of way where, where they're going to, you know, get some kind of handsome man to come in and solve the day. What they do is make a kind of parody of all those kind of end of the world movies. But this is... It's just so clever because when they're, when they're talking about the meteor, but actually what they're talking about is climate change and that the, the world is in, a, in such a sorry state and the way that people are dealing with it or not dealing with it is amazing. Kate, Kate Blanchett plays this breakfast show host and she's ditzy and she wants to see the light in everything, but it's fake. It's not real. And I was just like, wow, what a movie. So you have to you have to watch it and 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 let me know what you think. But I thought it was just it was very, very cleverly written and performed. It's excellent.
1: Well, do you know what? I know why I haven't watched that, because I hate end of the world movies. Hate them. I mean the only one I've ever watched is um the one with Bruce Willis. No, I watched the one with the big wave as well. What's that?
0: (laughs) What, Deep Impact?
1: Deep impact, but it's just like who wants to think about that? It's so depressing when she stands with her dad by the sea, and then they just get crushed by a fifty-six foot <laughs> wave. And it's like, oh my god, this is awful, awful. Like, uh, why do I want to watch yeah. that?
0: I don't. I don't think that's bad. That's your choice whether you want to watch something like that. Because I personally don't like watching horror movies.
1: Well, exactly. So, but is that to me is a much bigger horror than having one man roaming a neighbourhood who's doing a bit of stabbing. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. Look, one man... Well, don't you agree? Like, the whole world is going to come to an end, or one man's having a bit of a stab?
0: Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, at least you know there's a chance of survival. But but with an end-of-the-world movie, you're just all buggered, aren't you?
0: Yeah, but... Oh, well, it's the same earthquake movies, or or the movie Avalanche. Ooh, what's that about? <laughs> it's a really bloody scary Avalanche. That's what it is. But
1: then I loved watching Everest. I loved watching Everest.
0: You love watching what? Everest.
1: Everest. Everest. Mount Everest.
0: Everest. <laughs> Everest. No, it's just.
1: <laughs> no, it's not that.
0: It's Mount Everest.
1: It's not Mount, Mount
0: Everest, Ever- is it? <laughs>
1: Everest. Mount Everest. What do you say? Everest. <laughs> I don't know. I don't are you? know.
0: <laughs> Everest. Oh my God, it's just making noises now.
1: Oh God, I hope this is recording. Oh,
0: well, if it isn't, then we, <laughs> we, uh, we've, we've done our best.
1: Let's talk something so I think it's time to say goodbye, Crimps.
0: I think it is as well. Darling, it's been lovely catching up and thank you to everyone who's listening right now uh, and bearing with us through all these technical and uh, geographical challenges that we're going through. Um, But we're really, really grateful for for having you here with us and uh, we will endeavour to come back again next week, maybe with more technical problems and maybe it will just go swimmingly. You don't know. That's what life's all about. Let's enjoy the ride.
1: And please remember, you can get in touch with us at thegearsears at gmail.com and you can also help us a lot by rating our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. That'd be amazing. We love you guys and we look forward to seeing you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye you got any uh canadian ways of saying goodbye chris
0: no <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was hoping there might be some kind of like interesting quebecian canadian um ways of saying well
0: firstly i'm not in quebec and uh secondly they just usually say goodbye so
1: <laughs> <No>!
0: <laughs> it's goodbye from quebecian crimps <laughs>
1: And goodbye from Mancunian Jen. (laughs) Oh, guys, we love you. Thanks for bearing with us. See you next week. Bye.